What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Poetry Boys Podcast with Tola Makonjola. It is Sunday, the 18th of February, 2024. Um, <clears throat> hope you're well. Hope you've had a good and, you know, a good weekend. You know, sitting on your caboose, doing nothing. Uh, yeah. How do you write a good love poem? You know, you got the classics, like, uh. I don't know. <laughs> the roses are reds and all that kind of all that type of shit. Roses are red, violets are blue. I love you. Do you love me too? Um, yeah, there's a lot of junk out there, and it's all very uh, highfalutin, very idealistic. There's nothing idealistic about love, not really. The only idealistic thing about love is that it's possible right you go oh you can fall in love it's like wow really oh yeah yeah you can you can um you walk down the street bump into a stranger you look deep into their eyes and uh yeah you decide to live together forever and ever till you both drop no um yeah love is Interesting. It's an interesting concept. Um, the reason I hate <laughs> the reason I hate poetry on the on the topic of love is because it's never realistic. Well, it's never it's never wise. It's never profound. It's usually just a lot of you can see the tears on the page. <laughs> you can see the snot and the tears on the page. It's like oh, just some guy. Sworn in over some imperfect human being. Uh, it's like a, po- a the for me for me the perfect poem should be or could be. Despite your flaws, I'm going to put up with you, and hopefully we can incrementally improve. No, no, no. Let's start again. Despite your flaws, and despite my flaws, because it's not just it's not a one-sided phenomenon. We're both shitheads. If we combine our shitheadry, um, we can hopefully be less shitheady individually and collectively. That's a parent. That's that's my kind of poem. It's like, look, just acknowledge that neither of you are fantastic. You have your, yeah, you, you have some good good sides. You know, no one is no one is all bad. But the fundamental thing is, look, <sighs> there are gonna be days where I can't, I really can't stand you. <laughs> and when those days come, you have to remember that it's. Uh, ephemeral. It's it doesn't last forever. Just like the good days, you know. So just roll with the punches. For me, the most important thing is to try to improve. Uh, 
ever so slightly. If you can do that, then that's love. <laughs> that's deep. That's so, that's so deep. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's a little crap if you ask me. I'm just trying to just trying to figure it out. I don't know. I love love. Love is great, you know, especially when it goes well. When you're holding hands and the birds are singing and you've done the dishes and taken out the trash and you're watching a dystopian TV show, Korean TV show, hint. Um, and you're alone in the world and you're like, oh, alone together in the world, like, oh. You're the you're the, you're the only one I could. Oh, oh no, no, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm just going off a tangent now. But I do love love, and I think you should too. I recommend love. The way I described it, um, that that would work. I believe that would work if you're able to collectively decide to improve upon how terrible you both are. Why not? Why not? That's the objective. That's the objective of love. To improve. To rise above. Anyway. um, that's, that's, That'll be the ideal bone for me. Those topics. Concise. Uh, holistic. And profound. Um... I walked into a vinyl store the other day and it smelled terrible. <laughs> it smelled it smelled awful. Which I don't know. There's there has to be a business school uh, case study on on a topic like this because it's like, what is it going to take for you to not shop somewhere, right, or to do business in a particular um, environment? You know if. I walked to this vinyl store. I uh, just, you know, we're in a certain part of town, and we're like, oh, let's. For some reason, I like. I was like, oh, I wanted to see a vinyl store. I wanted to see what sort of prices you could get. That was my primary drive. It wasn't about the music. You know, music is on your devices. You know, it's streamed. It's accessible. It's there. Vinyl is a different experience. And uh, you know, looking through the the sleeves, um, getting bargains is an experience. Even that process is, is an experience in itself. Of course, putting it on the turntable, putting the needle on, and experiencing an album. So it's a it's a wonderful experience. It's a unique experience. It's a contained experience. It's not oh um. Listening to Bob Dylan, then I get a call from the tax man <laughs> halfway through a song. Do you want to take this call? No, no, absolutely not, absolutely. Not. I don't. I do not want to take that call. I'm listening to Bob Dylan, rambling and gambling. So yeah, um, that's that. Um, so I walked into that vinyl store and it smelled awful. Ah, that's where it was. Yeah. Um, what's it gonna take for you not to buy something from a vinyl from a place? 
You know, I imagine if you walked into a McDonald's and you saw a rat just kind of scurry by, you'd think twice. I would like to think you'd leave. You'd hurriedly um, leave the the premises. Like, oh no, I, I could never, I could never shop in a McDonald's where I've just seen a rat, you know, run away with the chip. You know, get some ketchup, ketchup on its tail. Um, <clears throat> so the vinyl store is not awful. But I still kind of, I, I was in there for like a good 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. So it's like, it's not the smell. But maybe it's the type of smell. So the smell was awful. It smelled like body odor. Like college college boys, basically. It smelled like, you know, they just been back from the gym or from football practice. And they decided to open up a vinyl store. That's what it smelled like. And it wasn't pleasant. I'm, I'm, I'm a guy, but... I, I'm not I'm not averse to um, objectivity it's a, it's a terrible smell but it didn't stop me from shopping I bought I bought a Stevie Wonder vinyl I actually saw how many did I saw about three or four vinyls held them held them so I okay so that's, that's a terrible way to put it so I looked through a lot of vinyls and I Saw three or four. That's what I was, what I was trying to communicate. I saw three or four that I thought I would possibly buy. One was Pusha T's "It's Almost Dry" album. Uh, album. So uh, nice to have a hip hop album in the collection. Um, but I thought, nah, nah. I've heard that album a lot, and I can always get that some other time. Then I saw Michael Jackson, uh, "Off the Wall," "Thriller." Dangerous. I was like, wow. You know, nice to own a classic Michael Jackson album. And then I saw. Then I saw Stevie Wonder and it was like a classic album and it was relatively affordable. It was like, oh wow. I'll go for that. You know, just because I don't typically listen to Stevie Wonder. Um, I think it's great. I'm just not. I just haven't really uh, submerged myself in his music. So let me get something different. You know, I listen to Michael Jackson all the time. I listen to Pusha T all the time. You know, a bunch of these other guys, you know. But no, so I thought, yeah, let's do something different. <laughs> Why am I telling you all this? I don't know. The point is I spent a lot of time in the vinyl store, even though it smelled like shit. That's, and there has to be a business case study at Harvard University, Harvard Business, um, that, would uh, sort of analyze such a phenomenon. Why is it that despite the smell of college boys post gym session emanating through the air, Tola Magonjola decided to still stick around the vinyl store? You know, like I said, if you go to McDonald's and you see a rat, you're gonna run. If you met up with a consultant and his nose was runny, you know, probably sprayed when he spoke, took it to his office and, you know, it was dusty, had a bit of a toilet smell to it. Yeah, you'll think twice about giving that guy the contract. 
Possibly. I don't know. Um, well, apparently, the smell of uh, of gem, college boy gem, does, doesn't quite put me off my objective of buying music. What would put me off putting mu- buying music? A rat. Since <laughs> the rats is a big theme, it's like if I saw a rat, just go to buy. I would instinctively run. If I saw a snake, sure. Bad service, definitely. I think that'll put me off. I, I hear bad service. It's like, just do your, do, do your job. It's, it's not that bad. It's not that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's that bad. <laughs> it is that bad, but do it anyway. It's okay. Do it anyway. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's been a good weekend. It's been a good weekend. I I launched my new book. Yay! I launched my new book. Uh, Dad jokes, eye rollers, and side splitters. Eye rollers because you are going to read some of those jokes and roll your eyes. And read some of those jokes and hold your side laughing that's the hope anyway um and i had the book launch at our home we had family and friends over to support it was wonderful made pizza uh had a lot of a lot to drink uh snacks wonderful conversations we read some of the jokes bought the book I signed the books you know get them signed copies it was awesome it was really nice it was really nice it was a good time um I mean how do you how do you publicize a book <clears throat> you know you, you go to start with what you know and who you know and then build from there you know try to reach out to people Drop a list of schools, drop a list of all relevant entities. Drop a whole list of names they can conceive of. Ask friends to reach out to friends, colleagues to reach out to colleagues. You know, do whatever you gotta do. I got an, I got an I got an idea from a friend, a family friend yesterday that could tour the book. By going on blogs so reach out to blogs and tell them to write about it and interview you about the book that sort of thing because the modern equivalent is the podcast <clears throat> you know go from podcast to podcast it's not a bad idea so um yeah there are ways to promote uh, a book even though no one reads but it's about what do people read and why do people read what they read? I think people like jokes. People like humor. People like simplicity. People like to being. Uh, people like to laugh. You know. So if you can give them something to laugh at, you might be able to hold their attention. They might want to share it with others. They'll always have to. Ref- they'll, they'll always refer to it once in a while. Like, oh, look at that little book of jokes. Let me look at it again. I need to laugh. Why not? Why not? So, yeah. Um, I want to tour the book further, you know, beyond the home. <laughs> that would be nice. 
I've got some ideas. Um, it's on Amazon if you want to pick up a copy. Uh, you can email me and I'll send you a copy because I've got some, some author copies. Um, yeah, yeah. Holler, holler at me, as, as the gangsters say in, in Brooklyn, New York. Holler, holler at me. Holler at me. Um, what else can I talk about? I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think I'm done. Um, always thank you for listening, for what it's worth, you know. Um, that's, it's not taken for granted, you know, you, you've taken your time out to put me on your loudspeaker and do the dishes and my voice is just rumbling in the background just blabbing away about nonsense I appreciate the love I appreciate the them that I'm kind of like in your life but not really <laughs> uh, we'll catch you next time peace and love <laughs>